Hi, my name is Mark Riggins, and I'm pastor here at LifePoint, located in Plano, Texas, and we meet here every Sunday at 1030, and we are here for your family. I hope today's message is an encouragement to you. Well, good morning. It's good to see all of you, and I want to kick off our, our message today with a memory verse that we're beginning to really learn and own. We're halfway through this series, so I hope it's somewhat familiar to you. I want to say it once, and then I'm going to ask you to stand in honor of God's Word, and we're going to say it together. So let me say it once, and it's going to kind of cue it for you. It says in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, Ephesians 2.10. So in honor of God's word, would you stand with me? And let's say that out loud together, nice and strong. Say that with me. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, Ephesians 2.10. Let's pray. God, we thank you that what we know is we believe you're here in this room and that we are your palm, we are your handiwork. And that you have plans and purpose for us. And even though we don't know the future, you have prepared it in advance for us. And we trust you, God. Help us today to trust you more. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Well, I tell you, I don't know about you, but as I think about the future and specifically about tonight, tonight is kind of a historic night in the DFW area. Would you agree? Some of you know. You're already with me. Tonight is game seven for the Mavericks and game seven for the Stars. Now, it doesn't bother me that you responded a little more to that than you did the praise and worship earlier, but that's okay. We're all together. It's a historic night. They're both like an hour apart in their start times, so I don't know what you're planning on, if you're going to use the remote control, if you're recording one and watching the other, but wouldn't you like to know in advance who's going to win so that you would know how much... Emotion to invest into the game, right? Wouldn't you like to know a little bit about the future that's so unknown? What if you could know the stock market in advance? Or what the interest rates are going to look like? Or what this economy is going to do? How about for you personally? What if you could know how your family is going to turn out? Your kids or your grandkids? What if you could know about your financial future, your career, or maybe even your health? how things were going to go. What if you could know that in advance? You see, what we're going to look at today is the Bible says it's one of the greatest indicators of our future. An indicator of your future. So here's the question I want you to consider. What if at the end of the service today, you were given a preview of your future? That's what I believe. We're going to look at a 3,000-year-old truth that is going to deliver on this question. See, we're going in this series called At the Movies. Here's what we're doing. We're taking great movies that simply illustrate biblical truths. And today's movie is a movie called Wonder. I don't know if any of you have seen this. It's about five years ago this movie came out. The gist of it is there's this main character, a little boy named Augie, who has a genetic disorder, has facial differences, but he becomes the unlikely hero because in fifth grade he decides to go to public school for the very first time, but he struggles to make friends. And you know what that first day of school feels like? Well, imagine if you were in his shoes. Exactly what that feels like. Check out the scene. 
Well, we're going to dive into this movie a little bit. We're going to learn the biblical truths here, but we know the first day of school can be tough. We know the importance of building friendships, and it is not easy. And I love that today we have a bunch of high school students here. Can you welcome the high school students to our service? We're grateful to have you guys. (laughs) I know we don't always get to be together, but we do love when you guys get to join us. And what we're going to look at today is a 3,000-year-old ancient truth that applies to all of us, whether in middle school, high school, whether we just graduated from college, whatever age, we're grandparents, wherever you are in the spectrum of life, this truth holds 3,000 years later. And I want to read it to you. It's Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20. It says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, We're going to do something a little different today. Normally we take a whole bunch of passages and we kind of look at a story or a passage in Scripture today. Instead of going through a whole bunch of Scriptures, we're going to take one Scripture, one verse, and we're going to dive deep. Here's why. I believe all verses are equally inspired, but they are not all equally relevant. And this one is incredibly relevant to our lives, especially on a day like today where we're sort of celebrating the passage of time for a whole bunch of people. This passage, here's my unrealistic goal. I hope that you will have this memorized by the time the service is done. And I'm going to work really hard to help you do that. So here we go, the first time of many. Would you say this verse out loud with me? Say it with me. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13, 20. Now, we see this very first word, walk, because you may think all my friends are not wise and don't elbow anybody, don't look or point at anybody. All your friends might not be wise, but here's what this proverb is saying. It's the people that you walk with. Meaning, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but there are kind of three levels of friendship. When you look at friendship, first of all, we have people who are casual friends or acquaintances. These are people that we cross paths with rarely. And the next, if we can go to that next slide, the next one would be casual friends. These are people who we cross paths with occasionally. But then there are close friends. These are people we walk with regularly. We really let in close. And this is what the proverb is talking about. The people that you walk with to be picky. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, because you might think, I'm just going to choose wise friends. That's what I should do from now on. You don't actually normally choose your friends. Did you know that? Your friends choose you. Because what most of us gravitate toward is acceptance. And so if someone accepts me, then I will become their friend. If someone doesn't accept me, then I won't be their friend. But here's the problem. If a fool accepts you and you choose to be their friend, then we have a problem, right? And so what we're going to be introduced to here is we don't want acceptance alone to be our measuring stick for choosing friends. In other words, I can have an acquaintance, I can have a casual friend, but it's the close friends that I'm going to walk with that I want to be careful and intentional. But we know the power of acceptance. It's a beautiful and wonderful thing. And in this next scene, we're going to see Augie find a new friend named Jack at school, at the lunch table, and you can see in his eyes the first time He experiences acceptance. Check this out.
Oh, the power of acceptance. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? The problem is it's not the best filter for determining who will be closest to you, who you will walk with. You say, why is that dangerous? Because here's the danger. If you let acceptance alone, if you're driven by acceptance or affinity, people who are like you, be more than wisdom, then we are likely to have some foolish friends that we are walking with if we don't make wisdom and character our primary filter. In other words, here's what the proverb is saying. Walk with the wise and become wise. The proverb is saying the natural filter that we will use for friends when we go to a new campus at college, when we are done with college, we're going to go to work, or, or maybe you're in the season of life where you're moving in a new neighborhood and you're trying to make a friend, the natural filter will be who accepts me. And the better filter, the proverb says, is who is wise? Who is wise? See, there's a promise and a warning with this verse. I want you to see it again, but I want you to say it out loud with me again. We're going to put this to memory. By the time we're done, say it with me. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13, 20. Good. Here's the promise. There's a promise and a warning in this verse. I really want you to see this. Here's the promise. This is so good. If you spend the majority of your time with wise people, here's the really good news. You'll become wise. Not because of anything you've done or anything you've achieved or anything you've read, but because of your proximity to wise people. Isn't that a great thing? Isn't that a great promise? This is your future if you spend time with wise, walking with wise people. You say, well, well, who are wise people? Here's a simple definition of wisdom. Wise people are people who know the difference between right and wrong and choose to do what's right even when it's hard. You see, it's not about an education. A lot of people are really educated, but they aren't wise. A lot of people don't have much of an education, but they are very wise. See, the difference between knowledge and wisdom is knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in the fruit salad, right? <laughs> Do you have wise friends? The promise here is if you will walk with wise people, you will become wise. What a great promise. But there's also a warning in this verse. Did you catch it? Let's read it again together. Proverbs 13, 20. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. Say it with me. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13, 20. You see, it says, walk with the wise and become wise. So you expect it to say so, but if you walk with fools, you'll become a fool. It doesn't say that. It says you become wise, but if you walk with a fool, you will suffer harm. You will be a target of someone else's behavior simply by proximity. And this is really important because we, when we were kids, we know how this works. And as parents, we know how this works. I'm not worried that your kid is going to become a fool, but they will suffer harm by walking with someone who is a fool. You say, well, what is, what is, what is the warning here? The warning simply is, if you spend the majority of your time with fools, that you will suffer harm. Then the question obviously is, well, what's a fool? And the fool, the simple definition of a fool is someone who knows the difference between right and wrong and chooses to do wrong anyway, despite the consequences and who it will impact, including you, if you are near them. And we all know situations, we could all tell stories of I did things I never thought I would do because of who I was with. 
We all have that experience. We've all seen other people have that experience. This 3,000-year-old truth is 100% accurate. You will suffer harm if you decide to walk with, to link arms with people who know the difference between right and wrong but choose to do wrong anyway. There's a sad scene where this is demonstrated in this movie, Wonder, where Augie and his new friend Jack are walking and life seems to be going well, but there's still a group of bullies who are really giving Augie a hard time. And Jack, who used to be friends with these bullies, has an encounter with them, and it's on Halloween, and he's in a classroom. And Augie comes in in a costume, unknown who he is, and he overhears a conversation between Jack and these bullies. And we see this 3,000-year-old truth rear its ugly head again. Watch this sad scene. For a companion of fools suffers harm, and those around will suffer harm. You know, you ever, you ever when, you were, when you were a kid, you ever say, look, I'm going to hang around with these people, but I'm not going to do what they do. Maybe you're at work, and you're like, hey, I, I, I hang around these people, and, and they don't really have much integrity, or, or their values don't match mine, but I, I don't do what they do. And this verse reminds us it's not the behavior, it's the companionship where we will suffer harm. It's the companion of fools that suffers harm. It's dangerous just to walk with people who know the difference between right and wrong and choose to do what's wrong. You will eventually suffer this truth. This is your future, this verse promises. One more time. I want us to say it out loud together because then I want to apply to what it actually means to us in our life. Say this with me. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13, 20. I hope you're getting that. I hope you're beginning to wrap your, your memory bank around this one. But what does it mean? Look, tomorrow you're going to go to school. Tomorrow you're going to go to work. Tomorrow you're going to do what you normally do on a Monday morning. What does this really mean? How does this impact our lives? And maybe you're even here and you would say, I don't even follow Jesus. I'm just here because somebody invited me and they promised me lunch afterwards. By the way, if they did that, make sure you get something really nice today. It's on them, right? But I'm really glad that you're here. And I want you to know, even if you don't follow Jesus, how helpful this truth is. Because even if you don't follow Jesus, here's the question I would encourage you to ask based on this truth, and it's simply this. Are your friends the kind of people you would want to become? The kind of people based on the peace that they have, based on the joy they have, based on the kindness they demonstrate, based on the wisdom they have, the integrity they have. Because whoever your closest friends are, it's not a matter of if but when. You will become like them. Are they the kinds of people you want to become? Now, for those of us who do follow Jesus, we're pushed a little farther. You know why? Because there's a mirroring proverb that says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that means we need to be intentional to prioritize faith, someone else's faith, above everything else, not affinity. Normally, we'll find people who like the things that we like or are like us. But what if we were to prioritize faith above everything else and find people who were a step ahead of us in their faith? 
We're going to have some people who are a step behind, but we need to have some people who are a step ahead. And these are the people we will walk with because if we want to grow to become wise, it requires those of us who follow Jesus to have people in our life who are a step ahead of us in their relationship with Jesus. So here's the question I would ask you. Who are you walking with that is a step ahead of you in their faith? This isn't about who votes like you. This isn't about who likes the same sports that you like. This isn't about who is at the same socioeconomic status as you. This is who is a step ahead of you in their faith. This is prioritizing something that we can all get around, and we make it primary. And we say, this is going to be how I determine the people that I walk closest to. Two, I'm going to be intentional. I can have acquaintances and casual relationships, but my closest relationships I am going to be intentional with. Who is it that you're walking with that's a step ahead of you in your faith? I'm so excited because there are two guys here today who flew in from Silicon Valley. They actually um, are serving at a church. I got to serve with them for two years and a year later, we're still friends. And they flew in today just to be, I get to be with them for the next couple of days. And uh, Dan Yoder and Dave Henderson, would we give a Texas welcome to my friends that are here with us today? <clears throat> uh, see, these men are at least a step ahead of me in their faith, and I'm so grateful for for you both and, and men like them. And I already saw them smiling earlier. They don't know this because I heard from Dane and a couple of others, I heard a few y'alls from the stage and I saw the joy that brought both of you. Uh, they always give me a hard time for my y'alls. <laughs> he said he brings greetings from the Golden State Warriors. Thank you, thank you. I did tell my family, it was so fun, as I heard in the lobby people talking about the Maverick game, I said, it's been a decade since we've been able to walk in the church lobby and people are rooting for the same team we were, and we're excited about that. And then, of course, Dave shows up. Well, <laughs> Proverbs thirteen twenty. at the end of the day, the question becomes, we started off, in fact, with this question, what if you could see your future? What if you really could? see your future and this proverb tells us you can here it is your friends are a preview of the future you your friends are a preview of the future you that means students when you go to college and you look around as you're picking friends you're picking the future you those of you who graduated from college and you go to that new workplace and there are all these people, some of them, man, you just don't know what to do with them. Your friends are going to be the future you. Those of us who are moving to a new neighborhood or we're embracing new friends, they are a preview of the future us. This Proverbs is always right. It guarantees, it's the greatest predictor of your future are your closest friends. And those of you who are maybe in middle school and you're going to high school next year or high school and you're going to college, I remember whenever after high school I left, uh, I joined the Air Force and I ended up being stationed at Osan Air Base, South Korea. And when I showed up, there were a bunch of 18, 19 year olds who had a little bit of money and a whole bunch of independence. And I was truthfully, I looked around the base and realized I was surrounded by a whole bunch of fools, right? 
And I was right in the middle of them, meaning people who knew the difference between right and wrong and chose to do what was wrong despite the consequences. And the truth is, they valued one thing. Let's, let's have some fun. Let's make some memories. And I wanted to have some fun and make some memories. But I realized right away that some of the things they were doing would violate my values and violate my faith. And so I, I began to go, okay, how do I approach this new environment? And right away, just in, in circumstances I can't fully explain, I ended up with three friends, Rex, Frank, and Rob. And every Monday night, we would meet in Rex's room, and we would have a little Bible study, we'd have a little bit of prayer together, and we would just spend time together. And I'm going to tell you, for me, when I entered a new environment, it was the best decision I made is to simply find wise people and walk with them. People who were going the direction I wanted to go. And to not let acceptance be my primary filter through which I made friends. But to choose wise people who were going the direction I wanted to go. And then to link arms with them regardless of what it cost. We'll never regret holding this proverb as if it's true. Because we all have experienced that it is. I have one more prediction for those of you who are in high school. I, don't, I'm not, I hope you don't feel like I'm picking on you. I hope it's helpful. But if you're going from high school to college, uh, one prediction that I know is true, and that is at some point along the way in your classes, there's going to be a professor who will tell you that the Bible isn't true. It's outdated. They will tell you and attack your faith. They will attack the scriptures. You know, the reason I know that, even though I'm old, is because that happened when I was in college. In fact, everybody in this room who's been to undergrad or grad would say they've experienced the same thing. My two daughters are both in college now, and they've experienced it already. It's just kind of the same old story. And in every case, if I'm really honest with you, after I did just a little bit of research, I quickly found, oh, what they said wasn't true, but it sure felt confident when they said it. Because it felt a little intimidating because they were up and they were in charge and they're really smart. And so in that moment, I just want to say to you, when that happens, I don't believe it's if, but when it happens, can I just give you one really strong opinion that I hope you'll follow, this piece of advice. This Bible is ultimately God's love story to tell you how much he loves you. And I wouldn't take advice from someone criticizing a love story that they aren't personally experiencing. I wouldn't take advice from somebody who's criticizing the love of God and yet they're rejecting the love of God. This God loves you so much and I would just say this is more than ever, this is the time to walk with wise people who will lead you in the direction that you ultimately want to go. Amen? So with that said, amen. In fact, if and when that happens, I have so many books that I can hand you because we hear this all the time. And, and, and they just, they're, there's one-liners that are, it's like verbal clickbait, right, that you'll get. Anyway, I just, it gets me excited every time because, man, the kids will come and they'll say, hey, this is what the professor said today. You know, and, and then they'll be thinking, now I'm just going off. And then the teacher will say things like, well, I went to seminary, so I know more than you, which is true, Right? That doesn't mean you're right. It's not like we had this discussion for the first time this century, right? It's been a battle we've been having for a long time, and let's have an honest conversation, but to intimidate students who are walking with a God who loves them so deeply, I just want to embrace people who are at least on the search. And I'm always afraid of people who are certain in about anything. 
And if I'm open-handed, say, God, I'm searching from you, and there's a lot I don't know, but here's what I do know. You love me, and you have given this world, this creation, a fingerprint of you. And I don't know a whole lot more than that, except you're really good to me. But I don't want to be drawing lines in the sand with people who are so certain about things that I know they can't be certain about. Anyway, so having said all that, here's what I want to share with you. Not only is it better to have close, wise relationships, you're actually going to be happier. Did you know Harvard has its longest ongoing study? It's now 84 years in the making. It's still ongoing. The longest ongoing study by Harvard University is about relationships. And here's what they discovered. There are a lot of factors that will bring you happiness, like childhood, circumstances, success, and so forth. But the number one indicator, predictor of your happiness, is close relationships. In fact, they go on to discover this 3,000-year-old ancient truth, they go on to discover that people are most, who are most satisfied with their relationships at age 50 will be healthiest at age 80. I don't know if I'll even make 80, but if I'm going to make it, I'd like to be healthy. And that seems like a pretty good approach to me. Here's what we're saying. At the end of the day, Harvard agrees with Proverbs 13.20 that if you walk with the wise, you will become wise. Life will be better. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Oh, the power of a good friend. Watch this final scene as we see the beauty of friendship. Check this out. Oh, the power of friendship. So back to our original question. What if you could really see your future? And I believe we are told with the Solomon wisdom 3,000 years ago that you can because your friends are a preview of the future you. Don't base it on acceptance. Pursue wisdom, and it will make all the difference in the world. One more time, Proverbs 13, 20. Would you say it out loud? I bet you have it memorized, or you're close. And in fact, I'm going to give you a pop quiz, so this is your chance. Say it with me. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13, 20. All right, here's the pop quiz. Jay, if you'll take that away, say it with me. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13, 20. Way to go. Give yourselves a hand. Good job. I hope today's message was an encouragement to you. And if you'd like a little more information about our church, just visit us on our website at lifepointplano.org.